You're listening to Under a Pile of Books with me, your host, Calvin Park. I'm excited to jump right in this week. Uh, so my week in review, two books uh, that I've been reading this week, uh, one that I've completed, one that uh, I'm working on completing. Uh, unfortunately, I have not had as much time this week as I normally have to uh, finish, well, read and finish books. So uh, I completed earlier in the week Black Powder War by Naomi Novik. I had mentioned this on last week's pod, and I uh, I did complete it this week. This is the third book in the Temeraire series uh, by, as I mentioned, Naomi Novik. So uh, this third book in the series, still fun. To me, not quite at the level that the first book, His Majesty's Dragon, or even the second book, Throne of Jade, was really at. Uh, Black Powder War is fun, but the first two-thirds of the book, probably, comes off more as a travelogue that uh, feels a little bit like kind of its own sections uh, if you will, and you don't really get that sort of military fantasy feel until the final third of the book, and that's that's what I really enjoy about the series. It's a military fantasy, um, Napoleonic Wars in Europe, but with dragons as an aerial core. So it's it's a fun series. It's a great series if you uh, enjoy uh, fantasy with dragons. If you enjoy alternative history then this series is definitely one you might consider. The third entry is not the strongest. However, it ends on enough of a cliffhanger that I expect to move on to the fourth book fairly soon. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of curious to know what happens and, and to see sort of how, how things get worked out for uh, Lawrence and Temeraire. So, uh, I did. Uh, I am glad I read it. I enjoyed it. It just doesn't quite get to the level of the first two books in the series for me. Obviously, your mileage uh, may vary with that. The second book this week that uh, is one that I am currently reading, so I've not completed this yet, and uh, that book is *The Bone Ships* by R.J. Barker. Now, this is an arc. It releases at the end of September, September 24th, and I am somewhere between a quarter of the way and a third of the way through, and I am really, really enjoying this so far. Uh, It's an interesting concept. Uh, It reminds me some... Of, uh, of of kind of pirate stories with maybe a little bit of uh, Horatio Hornblower thrown in or something like that, but the ships are made from the bones of sea dragons, right? So hence the bone ships. Really interesting world building. Very much a uh, a sort of a, a tropical uh, kind of island archipelago as as the, the majority of the world. Interesting characters. 
I was about to say that there's almost a grimdark feel to it, but that's not quite right. The world is harsh, but but I, I, I personally wouldn't necessarily call it grimdark. I don't think it, it goes to quite that extreme. So this has been so far a really fun read that I'm very much enjoying. I will have a lot more to say, I think, about that next week. Speaking of which, on deck for the coming week, I plan to finish the bone ships. And uh, in addition to finishing that, I hope to begin uh, and hopefully finish The Fire I Chosen by uh, Samuel Gately. I hope I'm pronouncing uh, his last name right. But uh, this is the sequel to a book I read last year. So last year I read The Fire Eye Refugee and I enjoyed it. It was a fun read. Uh, it was in, it was entered in last year's uh, self-published fantasy blog off. And so that's how I came across it. Beautiful, beautiful cover art. And sorry to say, in this case, I definitely judged a book by its cover, but I was glad I did because it ended up being a, a pretty entertaining read. I enjoyed it last year uh, when I read The Fire Eye Refugee, and it's just taken me this long to get The Fire Eye Chosen sort of to the top of my uh, TBR list. So I'm hoping to read and finish that this coming week as well. And uh, Ideally, I'll, I'll have started a third book. I'm just not sure which book that is likely to be at this point. So plans for this coming week. Finish The Bone Ships by R.J. Barker. Begin and finish The Fire I Chosen by Samuel Gately. And then hopefully begin uh, a third book. Uh, at this point, not sure what that one is likely to be. Though I, I am hoping to make that a self-published book, I have, uh, you, you all may know from uh, my interview with Jason Acock that uh, he is kind of uh, designated September as self-published fantasy month, and I've wanted to participate in that, and uh, unfortunately, I've been reading uh, a lot of ARCs this month, and I, I still have, in addition to the Bone Ships, I have one other that I'd like to complete by the end of the month. So I've been kind of not reading at the same pace that I normally would whenever it comes to self-published fantasy, and that's fine. You know, obviously I can I can read whatever I want, and I've been really enjoying what I have been reading. Uh, however, I, I've wanted to, to have at least um, one or two reviews this month for... Uh, some self-published fantasy. And so I want to make sure that I do get uh, some self-published fantasy books read this coming month. So uh, Fire Eye Chosen will be one of those and uh, hopefully another one this coming week, but we'll see how my reading schedule goes. Upcoming releases. Obviously, as I say every week, these are just books that have happened to be on my radar. There are so many great books coming out. Even if we were to just limit ourselves to traditional public, traditionally published books, there would be really almost too many to keep track of. As I mentioned, I have several arcs uh, for books that are 
that are coming out in September or October. Uh, and just keeping up with those is a task in and of itself. So there's some great fantasy coming out, uh, and, and I can't possibly keep track of all of it. So you're only really getting ones that happen to be on my radar for some reason. I've heard about them, uh, or I have read them because I had an arc, or you know for whatever reason I'm I'm excited about them. So with that in mind, uh, this week release. Uh, uh, let me rephrase that. This week, a hero born by Jin Yong releases. And this is one that I mentioned a couple weeks back on the podcast. I had an arc of this and unfortunately ended up DNFing it. The uh, I, I think that the translation was not um, maybe as, as clear or as cadenced as I, as I might've liked. And, um, that's just me. You may have a, a very different experience with this. I know a hero born, it's one of those classic, uh, classics of the genre in Chinese. And so, uh, certainly it, it may be something worth, uh, giving a try if you're, you know, particularly interested in it or, or whatnot. Uh, it didn't quite work for me, but that is releasing on September 17th, and uh, you can take a look at that. In the news this week, a couple smaller things that I wanted to uh, to just point out. Uh, the first of those is really no small thing at all, but the Fantasy Inn uh, has launched their own podcast, which uh, I've subscribed to, listened to the first episode. Uh, they're a great group of folks over at the Fantasy Inn. I enjoy following their blog posts and reviews and whatnot. I encourage you to do the same thing. And their podcast seems like it's going to be uh, really kind of fun, a roundtable sort of format. So you're getting a lot of different folks' thoughts on uh, various topics uh, that have to do with the, the, the fantasy genre. In fact, I think uh, their, their first episode was on subgenres. So uh, that, that was fun to kind of get some of their thoughts on the various subgenres from, you know, grimdark to new weird uh, to, you know, science fantasy and, and steampunk and, and all of this kind of thing. Uh, historical fantasy, fantasy romance, uh, fantasy of manners, all of these sort of different subgenres that exist within the broader fantasy genre. So uh, I, I really enjoyed listening to their, uh, their first episode, and uh, you should definitely check it out and consider subscribing to the Fantasy Inn uh, podcast. Also, this week, Mark Lawrence uh, had a, an, an interesting uh an interesting blog post and Mark, Mark, you know, he, he's a cool guy. Not only is he a great author, but from time to time, he will put out uh, some posts on various topics that are relevant, particularly to sort of the, the business side of, writing and authorship and, and that sort of thing. And so he had one this past Tuesday on uh, September 10th. The, the blog post is titled Writer's Pay. You can find his blog, if you don't know it, at mark-lawrence.blogspot.com. Uh, and it, basically, he, he was just pointing out kind of the uh, 
ridiculousness sometimes of one-off payments uh, for writing like a, a 30,000 word novella was his example uh, where, you know, it, it, it works out to an annualized salary of something like uh, $7,000 a year or, or whatever. And, you know, by no means uh, am I an expert in sort of the the business side of writing, but Mark has definitely some some interesting uh, interesting thoughts on this, and he has had in the past interesting uh, thoughts on this kind of whole whole topic. You know, to to me, uh, the fact that it is so difficult for writers to potentially, you know, make a living off of what they're doing uh, unless they are, you know, bestsellers or or just very, very consistent sellers who have a, a huge kind of library. It's, it's unfortunate. And I hope that uh, self-publishing is, is opening the field to more authors and more voices. And I hope that there's some way that uh, moving into the future, uh, you know, authors can be paid what they need to be paid to uh, make a living at being an author, both so they can realize their personal dreams, but also that so that we, as essentially their patrons, can continue to receive wonderful stories and and just really enjoy that kind of thing. So I encourage you to take a look at at Mark's uh, blog post on paying writers and and just kind of processing some of that. I also wanted to sort of do something that I haven't always had the opportunity to do, and that's look back uh, at some things from the archive uh, that is kind of just look back on some books that I have enjoyed that I've read uh, in the past. And, and often I don't, I don't really have time to get to this on the pod, but uh, you've heard me talk about this before. I know I've mentioned it, uh, this trilogy before, but uh, the Obsidian trilogy by Mercedes Lackey and James Mallory is one of my favorites. It's one that I, I typically read probably once a year and just have not had the chance to do that uh, probably in the past two or maybe even three years. But this, uh, one of the things I love about the Obsidian Trilogy, which begins with The Outstretched Shadow, uh, continues in To Light a Candle, and concludes with When Darkness Falls, which is this kind of wonderful, um, ambiguous, uh, almost double entendre, bit of a title, which which I really, really enjoy. But anyway, the, these three books in the Obsidian Trilogy, or I've also seen it retitled the Obsidian Mountain Trilogy, but in any case, uh, Mercedes Lackey and James Mallory in these three books craft a really... It, it, a really interesting fantasy world that has the feel of kind of classic, almost folklorish fantasy. In some ways, there are there are uh, centaurs and dryads and that kind of thing, but there are also elves, uh, and they're they're kind of elves again in, in like this classic sense where uh, they are very very long lived, perhaps immortal, uh, but they 
are very, very polite. And they actually, one of the things in their culture, it's considered extremely rude to just ask a direct question. And so they find these really interesting ways of, of kind of skirting around issues and asking questions without actually asking questions. And it is really fascinating from just seeing the way they've built that culture. But probably the coolest thing about it is the various magic systems in the book, which all work off of the general idea that there is a price to magic. And so regardless of whether you are a uh, this type of mage or that type of mage or or whatnot, there is there's always a price to be paid for the magic. And sometimes there's literally a price like the the magic itself gives you a task that you have to do and you it's almost like you have a geist on you to to do that particular task and and to pay that particular price and you actually have an option to agree to pay the price or or not and if you refuse to pay the price then you don't get the spell that you wanted you don't get that power to do the magic so it's this really interesting magic system that uh, that I just have a lot of fun with the first book admittedly has a very slow start through probably 40 45% maybe even halfway through it is a very very slow start. But after about that halfway point in the first book, the rest of the trilogy uh, is very excellently paced. Uh, There's a lot of great character work in it, really fun magic, some uh, fun sort of military fantasy elements. There's also uh, dragons in this book. Uh, in in these three books, which uh, to me is just a whole lot of fun, and I really really enjoy uh, dragons in fantasy, and and uh, Mercedes Lackey and James Mallory do a do a really good job and a uh, an interesting job of uh, kind of weaving dragons and and the importance of dragons to the world and and all of this kind of into their uh, into their story. So it's uh, it's a lot of fun if you've never read the Obsidian Mountain trilogy by Mercedes Lackey and James Mallory which begins with The Outstretched Shadow. Uh, I highly recommend it. Uh, as I said, the first book does have a very slow start, but uh, in my mind it's worth it and it's one that I have reread the entire trilogy multiple multiple times. That about wraps up the pod for this week. Real quick, coming at you uh, over the next week or so, you're going to get my summer wrap-up pod. And this is going to be a special uh, episode where I just go through the books that I read from June through August, give you kind of a uh, summary, kind of a quick hitting what my rating for the book was in terms of my official review on Fantasy Book Review uh, or on, on Goodreads. And talk just kind of a brief two or three sentences about the book, what I liked or didn't like about it. So if you're looking, uh, I read 27 books in June, July, and August. So if you're looking for kind of a great opportunity to just hear about some various books, one or two of those were arcs that uh, are have maybe come out since I have read them, uh, or I think there might be one that is not quite out yet. But in any case, you're going to get uh, get to hear about my my summer reading and uh, and have that in the summer wrap up pod, and then uh, also dropping probably uh, maybe not early 
this week, but but by the end of the week or beginning of the next week, you're going to have an interview that I did with author Wesley T. Allen, who is the author of In the Land of the Penny Gnomes, which is this sort of outrageous and hilarious uh, portal fantasy satire, lots of geeky jokes uh, in it, and just just one that that. I had multiple laugh out loud moments with. So uh, I had a great time sitting down with Wesley and, and uh, interviewing him and just hearing some about uh, his inspiration for some of the various aspects in his novel. And we also got into to some fun discussions otherwise around fantasy. So I look forward to that interview coming up in the near future as well. Thank you so much for listening.